Are you ready? Here we go. Hi, welcome to the After Sesh podcast. It's Adam here. I'm sitting to my right, scrolling on his phone, not paying attention, and giving absolutely zero fucks. Is Aaron? How are you getting on, Aaron? Not too bad, Adam. Yourself? Yeah, grand, grand. But you know what would make my day even better? Well, Adam. I'm glad you asked. There's one thing that would make my day even better, and it would be if everyone that views this video, because I know a lot of people that do view the videos haven't done it yet, or anyone that hasn't viewed the podcast in general, never mind just the videos, could just please like, share, and subscribe. It only takes two seconds views, but it makes a huge difference for us. Thank you. And it's free, and you can always unsubscribe at any time in the future. Yeah, but please don't. Please don't. Yeah, come on, <laughs> make love you. Please. <laughs> We need your support. <laughs> so it's been a while since we actually done a podcast, just the two of us. I know, yeah. It's been a good one. Well, we had last three episodes were guests. Yeah, the yeah. last three, yeah. So from two to two, three, and four, all guests, all guests. So if you're listening and you're happy just to have the two of us on, sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast because we actually have something that Adam has been wanting to talk about for a while now. Yeah, a very long time now. Hence why he's wearing black and white. Yeah, dead right. <laughs> Representing the brand without wearing the <laughs> without wearing the jersey. Before we get into Adam, yeah. I want to start off with just with two things. Last okay. time we started off with this or that, that's gonna be included. I want to start off with a dad joke. Alright, go just for it. The same as the I thought this is so fucking funny and stupid. Right, go for it. I was in a job interview yesterday and the interviewer asked, Can I perform under pressure? I said no but perform Bohemian Rhapsody. so stupid it was so funny that's brilliant that's an ongoing segment that's that we're continuing this that's, that's getting that's happening next week I had to bring it up I was, I was like that's so fucking stupid it was so funny do you know what we should do we should get every time a guest comes on we should have them as like a bit of homework for them get them to bring a few like a dad joke on so he just was the old dad, dad joke no like as in the guest when oh. they come on I mean, write, write them out one to ten yeah have a leaderboard yeah have a leaderboard who gave us who gave us the biggest laugh yeah if you'd like to see that idea comment and let us know guys yeah and we might even put a poll up on the Instagram later, and if you can let us know on that. Happy days. There's actually a new thing I found out on Spotify. Yeah. I don't told you about this, but you can do like polls and questions in the Spotify description now. Oh, really? So in the last two, I've dropped a question, and then I'm going to drop one, one or two on this one as well. Oh, happy days. So that's a new feature that I found out. Well, there we go, because at the, at the end of the day, community feedback is, is what we want. So we want to build a community first of all, and then your feedback is probably the most important thing. If you like listening to it, us if you like listening to certain things that we talk about then please let us know and we'll hope to produce more of that sort of thing more of that content even some big harsh and we're trying to improve every day ever since fourth episode like we're constantly learning improving even the stupid things like the like the cover art the first night one was stupid looking that like done a bit of research bit of youtube and bit of google and made it better so we're always improving that's it constructive criticism is what we want from everyone so, if you have anything that you, you feel like you can add to the podcast or make it even better, please, don't hold back, let us know. And since this podcast is mainly me going to be asking you questions about this topic later, I'm going to give you a few questions for this or that. Okay, fine, yeah, that's not I good. have a few here, like, some of them are pretty, I think they're easy anyway. The fourth one anyway, five guys or Nando's? Ooh. I have to go with Nando's for the pure fact I've never had five guys. Yeah, it's mad expensive, five guys. Is it really? Yeah, it's like... Probably 12 quid for a brewer. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not that expensive if five guys want to sponsor us, though. So, yeah, we sponsor us. Don't worry, we're not that expensive. Because <laughs> I went there a few times, and like the, few, I went, the first time I went there was the one in Orlando. And me being playing Mick, went over and like, can I just have a burger with just bacon and cheese on it? Yeah. When you're ordering, you tell them what topic, toppings you want. So they don't just say plain, whatever, you say, can I have a burger with this and that on it? No, I didn't know. And it was looking as if I had fucking two heads. <laughs> She's like, what? What? You, want? you want a burger just bacon and cheese? Me? Yeah. Anyways, first time I had it, and then uh, he opened up a restaurant there in Pavilions. Uh, there were a few around, I just haven't gotten around to try it. And I remember going, get a small chip, some kind of large. Get a small one? Eh? Yeah, because the large chips do like six people. Oh, challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, actually, what do you think of it? 
last time I was in Orlando as well, I went to Orlando City football match. Yeah. And went to get a hot dog at halftime and a drink. Obviously, me being pain again, asked for a hot dog and on it just in case I was hungry. Didn't yeah. want to get a hot dog with fucking sauces and onions and I was starving, I'm not going to eat a sort of thing. So I asked for a plain hot dog. And do you know what I got? What? Just a sausage in a box. <laughs> I didn't get a bun. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. I was like, mate, I want the bun. No, that, that, that takes the biscuit there. Like, that's fucking up. That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, I've never seen that before in my life. Playing hot dog, you just get a sausage. Oh, yeah. me. Mental. Go on, so, next one. Like, you'd, you'd, wonder, you'd wonder what was going through that head. Oh, sorry, go on, you were saying next Not one. American all, but like, come on. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> come on now. Right, water park or theme park? Theme park. Yeah. Yeah, I have to agree with you on it's that. It's like, I like roller coasters. Yeah, oh. I love the old trail. Mm. The adrenaline. That's it. It's only, like, you water slides are brilliant and all, but like, there's only, like, it's the same thing over and over again. Like, yeah. You need a few loop-de-loops in there, you know? Not toys, not talking about ice pops. <laughs> loop the loop on the fucking uh, on the roller coaster and the walsters. That's it. Oh, I actually did before going. Um, we were in Fortier. We went on a, a school trip to where was it? a few different parts of Germany. It was like Frankfurt, Cologne, Dusseldorf, a few different places. Uh, we ended up going down the autobahn. Uh, amazing experience going down that road. I have to say, some of the cars were unbelievable that were flying by us, and we're on a big tour bus doing like you know, nothing. Probably doing about sixty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, to make a long story short, we ended up going to a place called Fantasialand, and if anyone has been to Fantasialand that's listening to this, they'll know all about this. It's called the Black Mamba. It's actually the fastest roller coaster in Europe. And it's absolutely unreal. I thought the F1 thing was in Dubai. In Europe. Dubai's not. Oh, there. sorry, sorry. Yeah. Brian Ferrick moment. Oh, you're all right. Sorry. <laughs> all right, next one. In the gym, leg day or upper body sesh? Upper body sesh all the way. Yeah. I like being able to walk home. <laughs> Yeah, I hate that feeling when you're going to the gym for the first time and you do leg days and you literally can't walk out Oh, gym. that's it, yeah, just like, oh, you're on the verge of collapse the entire way, like. Just FYI for anyone watching on uh, YouTube here, if we look to our right two of us, that means we're watching the match. We currently have the United Atlanta match on, so if we look to the side for a second, that's what we're looking at. Yeah. There's nothing special there, it's not like a pole dancer. No, Mike Tomlin and Fred are playing, so oh. nothing special there. Oh! I'm act- oh, oh, I'm so I'm so happy you brought up the match there because Marcus Rashford is after missing an absolute sitter. Only two minutes in, he's also done. Anyway. Do you think so? I think the flag was up. We'll see now. Yeah, he looked off. Yeah. Yeah, fuck the fuck the Right, we all last one. I'll li- and uh, I'll leave about that. Would you rather Ireland win the World Cup or Newcastle win the Premier League and the Champions League the season? I do the double. I'd love to see the party. I'd love to see the party. For if, Ireland. For Ireland, but especially for Ireland. Yes, I'd, yes. Like the place, the entire country would go into shutdown. It'd be like the purge. I'd rather see Ireland win the World Cup, to be honest. Not that. It's never going to happen in our generation, but it's always nice to think about with the scenes if you actually do it. Oh, yeah, imagine. Like the place is going to shutdown. Like, it, it would be. It'd be the purge. And we'd still be in work. Yeah, we still that. definitely <laughs> would be in work, yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous, carry on. Oh. So, remember, he's looked through uh, photographs of uh, like a picture of Italian brand when about what, 20 odd years ago when Italian 90 or 94 was on, whatever it is. And everyone's all dressed in the ordinary gear, little fucking blow pan things, and streets all done up and all. Even watching the like, really? years and yeah. all, like the scenes were unreal, just even for last time, we've actually won it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I'd like to see us get to get to a major tournament. No, I'd love to see us get to a World Cup. Never mind a major tournament, just a World Cup. That's that's yeah. what I want. I'm kind of like we've been to the Euros twice in the last ten years. I I still like to go to the Euros, but like a World Cup is something different. And the World Cup has been missing the Irish since about 2002. Yeah. So it would be only right at some stage that we make our way back there. And I think there's actually more of a chance of us getting there than ever before because soon enough they're supposed to be opening it up from 32 teams to 48 that'll make it into the final competition. So. I suppose that can only mean good things for us. Yeah. Basically, well, it has to mean at some stage, like, there has to be like a like there has to there has to be some silver lining to this. Like, we have a we've had great players come through over the years. We've had a bit of a stagnation with players coming through. Hopefully, there'll be the current crop will start to develop into good footballers. Like, so he's not playing at a high level. Most most players. No, that's the problem. And if they are playing on a high enough level, they're not getting the minutes. No. So they're not actually playing at that high level. Even the likes of the lads that are like in the Premier League that are like playing like the lads that are starting up front in the Premier League. They're playing the Premier League for Ireland. Adam Eda doesn't start for Norwich. 
<laughs> Aaron Connolly, he doesn't start for Brighton. Michael Obafemi isn't in the league anymore. He was uh, no, I can't remember who he was loaned out. He was loaned out. And they're all lads that have had like big performances, but only one or two big performances. So yeah. you'd need a lot more out of them to kind of convince me that we are going to have a good crop of players come up. You know? Yeah. Oh, fucking enough about Ireland. They're oh, shy yeah, and they're starting, like, starting to get the press listening to yeah. this. And it's me Even so. voices. Yeah. Tommy Ireland's went downhill. Jesus. Right, on to something more, uh, more happy and cheerful for you. The news broke out today that Steve Bruce got sacked. Well, apparently it was mutual consent, but he got sacked. We all know he did. Yeah, Bruce is gone. Yeah. And I rang you earlier on my lunch break. I wasn't during work hours. Um, and I told you the news and it's where you won the low. Yeah, I nearly jumped out of my seat. I nearly jumped out of my skin. It was surreal. It's like It was actually surreal. Now, to be honest, like the best moment was... What, a week ago or a week and a half ago? That oh, was that was the best moment. He's actually just took over. When we got taken over, yeah. That was the like that was the pinnacle. You know what I mean? Everything else aside, like with all like the non footballing things, but it's I've never seen this club perform and do well. And now I finally will hopefully have the chance to do it. So trust me, it's a great feeling to be me. It's a good week. It's a good week to be me. Well Bad week to be Bruce, you know. As a Liverpool fan, I hope he's never win at Oh, thank but you. For you, as you may, I hope you do. Ah, it'd be great. Europa League or something, that's what I'd like. Ah, uh, they give us the FA Cup. Ah, yeah, that's grand. Come here, like, Atten's better than the Intercity's first cup. <laughs> the last thing they've won. So, like, yeah, it'd be great to see it, like, do you know what I mean? And plus, apparently there's, like, two, there's a lot of money going to get pumped into the local economy around there. Bring a lot more jobs. It'll probably make it a more attractive city to go to, build the training ground. The training ground there has been neglected for years. So, yeah. Onwards and upwards, really. It's only good things are going to come from it. I'd say there'd be a bit of stagnation at the start, and even as a fan, I would admit, and I do admit, that it would be fairly funny if we got relegated this season. <laughs> it's the most expensive foot side in the championship. Oh, exactly. Th- that's it. You know what I mean? Fucking, it's gas, but like, what do you want to ask me about it? <laughs> a lot. A lot. Okay, work away. Well, what I would say is, at least is just two teams that were there before is that were taken over. Spent a lot of money, had success, and did a blueprint for you. So Chelsea in what oh four, like early two thousands, City in about two thousand ten. They came in, new owners, bought fuckload of players, top quality players. Done City done their uh, training ground, put a bit of money to stadium, blah blah blah. So at least with Newcastle, they know what you can do. They yeah. have the, the potential there for them is. To be like City, lose to Middlesbrough seven two one year. The next few years, go win the league. Yeah, exactly. There. That's that's the way I look at it as well. And it's all about how you, even though the money is there, it's all about how you use the money. Yeah. Like QPR had great funding when they came up. They came up, struggled to stay up, stayed up that like the first season, and bought a shit ton of players in, and were relegated the next season. Like. Yeah. And both seasons they were in the Premier League. They took a load of players in. Same with Fulham. When they came up, was it either last year, the year beforehand, or two years ago, spending more than 100 million on players yeah. and going straight back down. So it's you can have the money. It's about how you spend it and where you're going to spend it. So they need to get they need to get someone that's going to be like a, what, what do they call it, a sporting director. They need someone. And I know for a fact, it's um, it's the guy from Lille is getting towed for the job at the minute. And he's the, the same like. He has a bit of pedigree in terms of that job now. If he was looking for players, like he's found the same guy, is like he brought in Bappe, the likes of uh, Bernardo Silva. Like he does a lot of like Benjamin Mendy. Probably shouldn't mention him. <laughs> uh, like you know what I mean. Like he's he has a pedigree for finding players, finding gems, like and then bring them to the forefront. Like bringing them to the likes of Monaco where they can make, like, a, name for make a name for themselves and sell them on and like even down Newcastle when they do have like they do have this, this the money now like, they won't need to sell players on it is good to know that you can buy a player young and even if you do need to sell them on or not, not if you need to sell them on the player wants to leave you may as well make a few quid off them like. yeah like say Maxman at least you know he's going to more than likely going to stay now well that's the thing that's one of the happiest that's one of the happiest things about it because I remember saying it about two days before because the, the takeover went through so quickly but I remember wow. saying two days beforehand I was like I can't believe we're going to lose some maximum and it probably won't even be for like 50 million or something like because if they got relegated he was gone for probably the same price they bought him for like. yeah see there's two ways Newcastle can go people are expecting them to go out and buy fucking Mbappe Haaland fucking top top players 
or you can get, get down the route of Liverpool where we were in massive amount of debt. Got taken over by FSG. They came in. Or I don't think we're, we're nearly, we're breaking even, I think, or making profit for the first time. And their model is they have a wage cap yeah. of, let's say, 250 a week. Which is still an incredibly high wages even in football. Yeah, I'll get to that later anyway. Yeah. But um, they have a thing where they want to be successful but be sustainable. Yeah. But if you look at City and the other end, they've spent, what, like 60 million on a, full, on a fullback or centre-back that's on the bench. They probably spent upwards of 200 million each season. On the, yeah, on the defence. And yeah. look where they are. Like Players are just like, Ryan Ake, what was he, seven? No, he was a good piece, like 60 million or something. I think it was four. I think it was 40. Yeah, that's, about 40, that's even still a lot for a defender. That's huge, huge amount for a, a fourth choice defender. Because if you think about it, Laporte is ahead of him. And then the two lads that are starting are Stones and Diaz. Yeah. So, so there's two ways Newcastle can go. I think they're going to go to Liverpool route and try to be sustainable while bringing in top quality players. But then, does financial fair play come into it? See, where financial fair play doesn't really apply for the first two to three years for Newcastle because they've actually been turning a profit so financial fair play means that you can't operate I think it's you can't have like a loss you can't show losses of over 105 million over three years because they've been making a steady profit each year they could basically go out and spend 200 or 190 million this like in this window mm. without financial fair play coming anywhere near them because they're not a loss making club they've been run on a pro- as a profit making club as a, a selling club like yeah. They bought in, like, the, the likes of deals that they've done is, like, if you think about it, Musa Sissoko was brought in for a little more than about two or three million, I believe, and he was sold on for 30. Johan Kabay was brought in for four million, was sold on for 25 to PSG. Hatem Badarfa brought in for four million, he was actually, sorry, they, they offered 25 million, he was gone on a free next season. There's a lot of players they actually did very good business with. Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll, <laughs> Academy Project, so 25,000 probably, you're looking at 35 million. Yeah. And the biggest mistake they made in the last few years wasn't keeping Steve Bruce employed. It was not taking fifty million for Sean Longstaff. What? Oh, yeah. His best talent on a football pitch is attempting to, but doing a bad impression of a midfielder. <laughs> oh, stop. What do you make of his brother, Matty? That's a bit of a waste. Should have been gone off to Italy. Yeah, I don't see why he stayed. To be honest, he should have went off and fucking greener pastures, like yeah. Let's come back to the Newcastle here for a second. When an owner's take over, it's not as if they're coming in and have to redevelop the play <coughs> with Liverpool. Liverpool have to do the main stand, which is done. They're, they start the Anfield Road end, so that's a fuckload of money pumped into that. Whereas Newcastle have a ground that holds about 52,000. 52,000. Looks great. It's grand. I don't know what they... They could use a lick of paint. Oh, like, yeah. That's about it. Rip them Sports Direct signs down if they're not already down. But. So it's not as if the owners are coming in and fucking a lot of money on their stadium whenever. At least they can focus their money on developing the team, making them successful. When do you think... I've seen a lot of people say a lot of different, different answers, so I want to get your opinion. When do you think Newcastle will be either like a top four team or even challenge for the league? Or like actually, like what's your time frame on what's going to happen with them? Been, like will they will they ever be successful? Well, I think they will be successful to a degree, and you have to look at the amount of football or money in football at the minute. Like you can't exactly buy a European Cup anymore. Like. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you compete. With the of, it's not just one team you're competing with. You compete with you City, Chelsea. I know you're not doing shit, but they have the money and the names. Look at Everton, team. Spurs. As much as like we all rip the piss out of them, Arsenal, like. They're all teams, Leicester, all teams that are at the upper echelon of that league that could all possibly make the top four this season. And what's to say they couldn't be still pushing? They all still have great backing behind them as well, like, yeah. other than Arsenal and Tottenham. So it's not as if you're going out and you're the number one team that everyone wants to play for. There's other teams there competing for the players. So it's not as if you're going to go out and you want the player going to get them. You're competing with another fucking four or five teams at least. Yeah, and you have to. And look they have a broad PSG as well. Yeah, PSG, <laughs> the likes of Juventus. I know that the, in fairness, the Spanish clubs aren't going to do too much damage oh, in terms of the transfer market for the next world, but you're still looking at Bayern Munich. You, even though they won't spend exorbitant amount of money on players, we'll still be able to bring in and draw in top quality players because of the name and brand value of the club. Where Newcastle doesn't really have that. Where they don't, like, even if you look at Munich, for example, as I said there a second ago, Munich's a beautiful area. And I'll say Newcastle isn't, but Munich's a lot more well developed. And it's, it you'd be a lot more likely to want to live there than you would to live in the northeast of England. Do you, know what I mean? yeah. do you know what I mean so it's all about if they can redevelop if 
there's such a great fan base there, such a huge fan base that if they can get them behind anyone, they'll, they'll do bits. But in order to attract big players, you're going to have to give them somewhere that's actually hospitable to live. You know what I mean? Or someone that's up to their standards more so than anything. So without, like, that's where putting money into the local area is going to do a lot more for them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Putting money into grassroots football up there, making sure that every kid that comes out of the northeast goes straight to Newcastle because they want to be able to find their, like, Phil Foden. Do you know what I mean? Or their next, like, or, uh, for Liverpool, their Harvey Elliott. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to be able to pick up a local kid and go, right, lovely, you're going to come through the system here and we can market around you. Do you know, it, that's, like, that sort of thing. But it all starts with, for me, grassroots, the youth academy, and buying a few players, like steady players, that you're not going to be going out, even though the money's there, you're not going to be going out spending 300 like, grand a week on wages. You're going to be buying players that are going to get you into like seventh, eighth. Then you start buying, like you have these younger players coming through, start buying more experienced players, then more, more players from higher, like higher divisions in Europe, or not higher divisions, but more players of a higher standard then will look at the team and go, well, I can see a lot of good young players coming through here. The money's there and they will pay me the money and they're also getting maybe not Champions League at the minute, but there's still a form of European football there. There's still a challenge to get to the Champions League and England is where the money is. And it just so happens that Newcastle is where all of the money is going to be. You just need to have a team that, rather than having, let's say, Coutinho on the team, Followed by fucking John Joe Shell in midfield. I wouldn't want Coutinho. It's just team. an example. Like, stop having like a big star name with tons of ability with when, fucking Shelby and uh, Jeff Hendrick behind them. Yeah, exactly. You need to have a strong eleven to attract attract the bigger players, the elite players. Yeah, true. So the question wasn't answered. But when do you think Newcastle will be if they will be successful? Sorry, yeah, I went on a big tangent there. I'd say about could take about seven years. And what would you class as being successful in seven years? I'd say sometime the next seven years, finishing third and maybe winning either like an FA Cup or, you know, the, what's the whatever the name of the other Mickey Mouse Cup is. A Carabao Cup. Is it still the Carabao Cup? No, it's... I don't what's going No, don't care. There we go. Yeah, see, like, that's it. <laughs> you only would get like 100 grand for winning that song. No one cares about it. Ah, but it's not about the money. It's like, if they get a trophy, they get a trophy, and that'd be nice to celebrate. Like, I wouldn't mind if they have any sort of final day, I'll make sure that I'm there. Like. So in seven years, finishing top four and winning some sort of trophy will be successful? Yeah. For me, yeah, probably. Well, so, like, when you've been devoid of success for so long, Aaron, you have to you have to realise, I, I reckon if they won 20 games in a season, it'd be counted as, like, the biggest success in years. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're used to, like, six or seven wins a season. <laughs> Multiple so I've heard draws. people say that they think Newcastle are going to be challenged for the league in the next five years. Well, like they went, they could like they they like it's. I don't know. I really don't know. See, I don't want to speculate on it because I don't want to say something and come across like very cocky about it because I genuinely don't know enough about it. You know, yeah. it all depends on how the money spent, who the director of football is, who the manager is. Like, who they spend their money on. As they said, if you go out and buy a Coutinho and then leave them in a team with John Joe Shelby and fucking Jamal LaSalle, you're not going to go very far. It's about steady build-up, getting a few different players that you know can play at a high level and then start filtering lads through, like young, like younger lads. Like. So the likes of City and Chelsea kind of had a foundation there, so... See, Chelsea is actually what people forget won, won like, FA Cups recently. Like, yeah. They've been challenging, like, recently. And even on... Was it the season beforehand they played Liverpool? The season before they got taken over. They played Liverpool last game of the season and they got into the Champions League. Liverpool didn't. Yeah. Liverpool won the UEFA Cup the next year though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like even at that, you're looking at Chelsea still had a team that was pushing it. And then Abramovich took them to the next level. What you're looking at with Newcastle is a team that are pushing the opposite end. They're pushing relegation. So so babe steps like you're not going to be fucking winning the league in the next five years you have to try well, the top finish, four force in the next five years ninth, or between 8th and 11th next season I'll be really happy yeah. and then build on it from there see a lot of people saying like, I, was, I said that already they're going to be winning the league in the next five years but I think people are expecting Newcastle to go buy top top players and win the league in five years but like, they're forgetting that Liverpool are there Chelsea are there City are there you have to get past these first you have to try against top four Doing Arsenal, get consistent top four for our years. The big teams, we have to get past the Everton's and the Arsenal's and the Spurs's and the Leicester's. At this stage, you have to get past Wolves, the Burnley's, and like you know what I mean. Does it like before you even start considering going up against them and like considering them as challengers? 
they have to consider the teams that are actually around them as challengers because at the minute they're, they're not challenging anyone for anything. I've always liked Newcastle as a team. Like they're, they have a passionate fan base. They had good players like Alan Shearer. I loved watching him when I was younger. I used to love the jersey with a fucking NTL on it. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to St. James Park. And not as an away fan because it's up about fucking 20 stories, but it looks like a nice stadium. Newcastle is supposed to be a good spot to go to for a night out, so maybe in the next few years, next year, maybe head over for a Newcastle Liverpool match. Yeah, why not? Sit with the home fans, eh? Yeah. Oh, fair play. I don't <laughs> blame you. The way they have, I don't know what part of the stand it is, like in terms of name-wise, but I know what, like, it is. It's miles in the air. Like, yeah, fucking, there's clouds around you. Yeah, literally. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that far away, light travels takes a while to get there, so a goal scored, you see, like, five minutes later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ridiculous, turn <laughs> I say one thing uh, the other day. If you were given unlimited amount of money, what's the craziest thing you'd put in a stadium? Like it doesn't have to be practical or whatever. Like you could put a hot tub in a box or whatever. But what's the craziest thing you could think of you'd put in a stadium or do to a stadium? Because I've seen, I don't know if it's true or not. There's stadiums with like a hotel room, in it. and I was thinking like. I think I've seen a stadium with a I hot really tub. Don't, I really don't know. Something absolutely mad that, like, it's probably not been done before and it's not something normal. Well, if you're looking for something that's not normal, you've come to the right person. <laughs> I've um, seen a hot tub box in the match, Yeah, imagine that would be unbelievable. And especially with the live atmosphere, that'd be great. Imagine, <laughs> the, imagine the camera comes along, Sky camera picks you up, you're just there, how are you, mate? Big oh, gold chain on your belly, out, yeah. drink in your hand. <laughs> I, I don't know, maybe like a. Oh, here we go, right? Best thing ever. In between every seat, a tap for pouring your own pints. Ooh. That's a show now. There we go, why not? Make That's it happen. Saudis, make that happen. I mean, Amanda Staple, please make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> actually a show. Yeah. I'll give you that one. I was tell you what it went something. Absolutely mad, but the drink one kind of makes sense. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you said it don't have to be practical, but I thought it may as well be. <laughs> See the way uh, the Amazon series, the All or Nothing, they done Man City one year. Mm-hmm. They're actually recording Arsenal this year. I think they should do Newcastle for next year. I think they'll try to do Newcastle next year. That'd be unreal. I'd say so. Well, if you think about it, you think about it it's a year of transition. So. They tried to get Liverpool to do it last time. When did we win it? Two two years ago. Yeah. No, last year we won it. Uh, to try to get Liverpool to do it that year, but Klopp said, if you ever put a cam in my dressing room, I'm leaving the club. I'd love to see the dressing room with him. Like, go mad at the players or just what he says to the players, because... I'd say he goes apeshit. Yeah. I'd say he blows a fucking gasket. Like. Yeah. People, all the players are always saying, like, oh, what you see is what you get, but I'd love to see him, like, actually like, go mad. Or if he's up against a tough team like take Let's Go Max last night, what he's actually saying to the players at half time or after the match or the training session. I just love to see behind the scenes, but obviously I'm never going to get that because. He doesn't like being on camera, obviously. Yeah. But he always seems a bit agitated, you know, when he's, uh, he's giving his press conference. It's like he comes across very well, but he comes across a bit moany sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, I think that might be a thing. Like, he maybe just doesn't like being in front of the camera, but obviously he has the obligation of being the manager and having to do it. I think he walked away from an interview last night. Really? He's banished. Uh, uh, press asked him about Simeone or something and he got pissed off and walked off or something. Well, mm. Simeone ran down to the last match last night and shakes his hand. I was like, well, it's it's a game. Like He's probably pissed off at the game that he lost, blah, 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 but still shake my hand. But if I see him later, I'm always going to shake his hand. Yeah, of course. So I think in fairness, Simeone would win the scrap. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's younger. Yeah. <laughs> he has got on it. That celebration was unreal. Oh, nee. <laughs> Remember, actually, it was the last uh, last season he's got knocked. Uh, Liverpool got knocked out by Atletico, and he ran down the touchline, grabbing air, air grabbing his balls. <laughs> Shouting, oh sorry, not air grabbing his cojones. See, I love it. Let's go and him when they're not playing us. When you play us, I want to like that, but I can't. Yeah, I get what you mean. Their stadium is unreal. I love what he's doing. He's been at the club, fucking. But 20 odd years as a player and a coach. Mm. He's so passionate, gets the fans going, gets the players going. He won the Let Go League title. And he, no more respect for him, but when he plays us, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> Do you, fair enough. Do you think he'll ever. This is a question for you, actually. One of my very few questions I'll have you on this podcast. 
Do you think he'll ever leave Atletico? And if so, where do you think he'd go? No, I don't mean like he, if he gets sacked. Do you reckon he'll ever just go, you know, I want to go on to something else? If so, where do you think? I can't see him leaving. But I say he might be, I don't think he will, but I say he might be one of those that if he won the Champions League and the league or something like mad that the club has, has done in years or haven't done, he might go out on a high. That's yeah. the only way I can see him leaving. But at the same time, I don't think he's that type of person that will leave the club. I don't know. I don't know. He just seems he seems too passionate. I get yeah. what you mean. Yeah. He like if they were fighting relegation, he'd stick with them to try get them back up to where they were. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So to where he'd go to, I'd say he definitely won't, wouldn't stay anywhere in Spain. He'd fuck off to probably France or oh, I can't see him come to England. To be no, honest. I don't think he would. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Diego, if you're listening, contract there, we're looking. Um, it's hard to say. I can. I see him go to Italy because they're passionate. And yeah, I could see. Him. I was actually thinking you could see him at Naples. Yeah. See him at Napoli. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely wants to be in Spain. Like he won't go to a Barcelona or Madrid. He definitely wants to say in Spain, like who's a shit team or whatever. He, he, I say Italy. That's my guess. If he wants to leave. Yeah, I'd imagine now. Na- Napoli. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's my exact guess. Oh, yeah. do you know where Lazio? Or what about Leipzig? No. No, sure. Leipzig have no like Leipzig are just Red Bull. Yeah. Maybe Bayern, no? Or Dortmund? Dortmund as well. I don't know. I'm still kind of picking Napoli, Napoli or Lazio. Yeah. Just for the pure fact that, like... But I watch someone come back out and be like... There'll be a comment on this, and it'll be the one thing that'll be commented on. Being like, you know, Simeone played for the rivals of both of them. It'll be something <laughs> stupid like that was over them. Like, we have good so, football knowledge, but we're not fucking experts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you're going to be that person in the comments, then fuck you. We're not Jimmy Carroll. <laughs> I know we may look like the men look stupid, but we try. Which one am I? Yeah, I'll give you Neville. Oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> I don't always give off Neville, but I don't know why. I don't know why. Please never say that again. I don't mean as an insult. Yeah, you do. <laughs> anyway. I have a question for you. Thank you. <laughs> Steve Bruce being sacked today. There's been a few names being thrown around, as in who's going to take over from him. I've seen a few online that I jot down so I won't forget. Okay. One of them was uh, Eddie Hill. That name was thrown around recently. I think he's heavily linked now since last night or today. Yeah. He's the one name being thrown around. Right. And when I checked, the, uh, he, was, he was linked with Newcastle the other day. One of them was Martinez. I've seen that. Roberto Martinez. Currently the Belgian manager, so... Mm, the possibility he's kind of he hasn't won anything with their golden generation though and I oh. don't think the Belgians are going to have enough time really to keep him because in fairness qualifying he's going to win every game so his record is kind of padded with that side yeah. look at the players that are in it and they're never going to play against another top seeded side so it's going to be very rare to lose a game and have a great win percentage but if you don't win anything at international level like there's, there's nothing you can do there like I can see why he's linked, but at the same time, I can't see it happen. I, I don't know. I could. Everyone linked with Newcastle. The only person I can see going to him is Eddie Howe. I'd like to see Eddie Howe there. I really would like to see Eddie Howe there because he has a good rapport with, obviously, like the likes of Callum Wilson. Yeah. Probably hates Ryan Fraser. But, yeah. You know, I'd imagine <laughs> that, but he, he's done fuck all since he came along. So, like, I, I'd like to see Eddie Howe there. One person I really don't want to see there is Frank Lampard because I just, I, I think it's just media pushing him into it. Yeah, but they throw his name into our Rooney first. No, like, Rooney's name was thrown into it as well, and I don't understand that either. No. I don't want to bring that up because, like, there were stupid suggestions and I can't see it happen. No, like, it's not that you can't see it. The worst thing is I can't see them happen. That's that's the very worst thing about that. I can definitely see them happening, and I just really don't want them to. Gerard, though, on the other hand, I wouldn't mind getting him, which is the funny thing. He's actually which, linked. Uh, yeah, I, names. I understand that he is linked, but I'd say he will hold out for Liverpool knowing that Klopp, like, isn't going to stay there forever, like. I think Klopp's taking a break in two or three years. I'd say so. I think he mentioned it a few years ago, about two years ago, that he's going to take a break, maybe a year off, or just take a break off completely. So maybe Gerard will hold out to that. But at the same time, I don't want him to come into a Lampard where cause the name. I know he's been successful with Rangers, but like, come on, it's a fucking Scottish league. Yeah. Um, I'd rather him stay there for another few years or even go to another team and try to prove himself or Newcastle. So for Liverpool... Yeah, I'd love to see Gerard as uh, manager, obviously, and see him win the league. That'd be 
a fairy tale for me as a Liverpool fan. Oh. But Newcastle job, not for me. Fair enough. Another name that was thrown around that I think actually won't be a bad show, you know Emery. Yeah, I'd love that. That was that's not a bad. Oh, show. I'd love that. If you're talking about look, what did I say earlier on? I just I'd love to win the Europa League. And he's the man for it. The king of the Europa League. Mister Europa himself. Mister Europa, <laughs> Mister Good Evening himself. <laughs> I'd love to see you and I there, man. I just think he was given such a raw deal at Arsenal. He really oh, was. It's Arsenal, 100%. Arsenal, like, you know what I mean? He'll get given a raw deal by us, though, as well. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's see. But at least he has a backing of the chairman, unlike Arsenal. What's your man's name? Uh, Krongi. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't know when, what his team is or who No, he's a fill. Hasn't the breeze, man. And the last fella that was, I seen that was linked, that I don't think is going to happen, is Paolo Fansica. Paolo Fonseca. Fonseca. Former Roma manager. And he was linked with Spurs in the summer. And they also won three domestic doubles with Shakhtar between 2016 and 19. Nice. I'll take him. You have to think about it. Every option you've given me there, Barooni and Lampard, is better than Steve Bruce. Here's yeah. a question for you. Who would you rather have? If you, you're in my shoes, right? Who would you rather have? Lampard or Bruce? Bruce, probably. Yeah, you would. Genuinely. I'm I, I, such a bad brand of football, and I'd rather Bruce. Look at Lampard. He went to Chelsea, didn't do great with him. Tuchel came in, near enough the exact same team, one time as they could Well, that's the thing. Like, shows there's a difference in class, there's a difference in tactical now. There's a difference in a lot of things between the two of them, you know? Oh, tactically, Tuchel, like, he's on another level. Oh, he's ridiculous, isn't he? I'd hold my hands up, though. Before, he, when he was linked with Chelsea, I'd hold my hands up. I said to me, mate, he's a Chelsea fan, that he wouldn't do well at Chelsea. Because mm-hmm. so I always got him off past experience like at Dortmund and PSG. Like, he he done well, but he didn't... Go to the next yeah. level. I always thought, like, oh, it's Chelsea. Like, they need, like, a top, top manager. Like, he's not going to do that with them. He might consistently get top four in the FA Cup, but hold my hands up there. I was wrong. And <sighs> it pains me to say, but they actually look like in title tennis this year. Yeah. Well, they're top of the league at the moment, aren't they? By a point, yeah. By a point, yeah. Like it's not like they look like an unstoppable force, so that's the one thing. And the Kaku at the minute hasn't been getting the ball in the back of the net. So yeah. hopefully in fairness for him and for Chelsea that changes in between then and now, but by the time this comes out, but I think it's more than four, I think it's like something like four games ago. Yeah, my opinion start of the year was well when Tuesday joined that he wouldn't do well and then when the Kaku joined I thought he was gonna be banging the goals in and bought my pins are wrong. Okay. <laughs> so show us how much I know about football. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't be saying that too fucking loud anyway. <laughs> I'd rather see Emery go to Newcastle. I'd love to see a man Paolo Fonseca or Emery. They'd be two great ones. Mm. Especially for my Europa League plans. Give Emery like a five-year deal. Back him. Give him what he wants. Give him the players that he wants. Sign Alberto Moreno. <laughs> yeah. We'll get, do you know what? We'll bring in Pau Torres, Alberto Moreno. We'll probably bring in Jesus Navas, mate, to see. Bring everyone with Gerard Moreno. He'll just, he'll just grab anyone that he has in Villarreal and Scott Monius. <laughs> anyone called Gerard. Anyone from Sevilla, Villarreal. <laughs> Come on. Get in, the, get in the car. There's another thing I've seen as well. Um, I think it happened when Newcastle were forced when they taken over. Loads of teams in the Premier League were against it. I think all 19 signed the team or opposed to the takeover. Which yes. I think is stupid. So what's after happening? It's something like 19 of the 19 other Premier League teams, so process of elimination tells you who they are. Yeah. Um, all 19 other teams in the Premier League have basically said that they uh, they basically put in an injunction or something like that against Newcastle getting any form of uh, any form of sponsorship coming in from Saudi Arabia. Like what I've seen done. Like they need the forms. They get sponsorship yeah. from abroad. From Etihad. Yeah. And that's how they can afford other players. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And for them to sign that, it's incredibly hypocritical. And then I believe oh, they're going to have that put in place. Now, it's only for a month, but if that goes in place going forward, why don't we back there? Yeah. yeah. See, the thing is for me, and before we do get into it, there's dirty money all over football. Oh, all 100%. over sport. You know, 100%. Like, football, far from the dirtiest sport in the world, that'd be boxing. You know what I mean? But come here, like there's so much dirty money in sport, if you think that the people that own PSG or Qatar, if you think they have a human rights record, that's that's glowing, it's not, the amount of people that have died in the stadiums over there are getting, are getting built, do you know what I mean, like oh. for the World Cup, that's supposed to be sometime next year, 
you look at like who was Abu Dhabi I don't imagine they have a blown human rights record either no realistically you look at the Yanks there's a lot of American owners the Americans certainly don't have a great human rights record there's a lot of Chinese owners there's a fucking genocide going on over there that might get bleeped out <laughs> but um, if that happens it wasn't us but you know what I mean so for I'm just I'm preemptively striking here if anyone does think it's hypocritical or if anyone does think that Newcastle shouldn't have the money or shouldn't be allowed to be owned by the people they're owned by they're being hypocritical because they should have to examine every owner by the same uh, same lens and I'm telling you now there wouldn't be nearly as much money in the game never mind the Premier League yeah so look at the fucking uh, Super 16 what's call it the, oh Super League Super League that just shows like them teams like the fucking Liverpool City all the top teams wanting more money same as another team that might be challenging them no, you know they'll be successful only us that rich had to get richer yeah no one else can see that's the thing it's, it's the, it, it removes uh, uh, Gary Neville said it removes the actual sport do you know what I mean like like there's no sport in oh lovely I can just buy all your players because we have more money than you yeah do you know what I mean like there has to be somewhat of a level player field so like hopefully financial fair play does sort that Hopefully that doesn't happen until we buy a lot of players. I wonder who we're gonna do with it. Generally, sorry, generally City fucked over Arsenal. They, yeah, well, like, they came along. City got their got their takeover. They took Kolo Torre, Gael Clichy. Oh. They took Adebayor. They just yeah, literally yeah. went like, "Who wants a contract?" <laughs> right? That happened. I wonder who who's gonna be our Arsenal. So like what we did with Southampton sort of thing. Who's gonna be Newcastle Southampton? Who's gonna be Newcastle Southampton? Yeah. <sighs> Borny. <laughs> Probably will. Um, are you talking England or abroad? In general, England probably. There has to be another team in the league that we're just going to win absolutely tear apart. Like. I'd like to think Everton. Although with them building a new stadium, possibly they need the funds, sell off one or two players, redevelop the squad, start buying a few of their players. Like, who have even got that's actually decent? Maybe Calvert Lewin. Maybe. He's actually a good show. Yeah, he's not the worst, but like. Uh, there's actually not, not that many there's no good teams in the Premier League <laughs> no they're all shy <laughs> unless you're talking about the top leading four apart from that you can't really buy anyone well like Leicester just go in and oh, yeah. go into Leicester refill Wilfred Leedy take Pereira off the, at the right back Tillemans who? Ian Atchow yeah there we go oh. so don't you Schmeichel wouldn't even bother if we take them for on the spine of a team I'm going to say he's Leicester then he put them in the bread yeah Actually, I actually like Leicester. In fairness, I don't want to see it happen. I like Brendan Rodgers. Yeah. You know, he turned down the Newcastle job. Support, uh, reported for this for now being open or? Yeah, for being open now. And apparently the reason that he did do that is because he thinks that he's going to be in line for the City job on Pep Bays. I'd say he will. That's actually not a bad show. He probably will, yeah. i say Pep's going to leave probably either this season, if not next season, the latest. Yeah, well, like, he never tends to do more than four years somewhere. What's this now? His fourth, is it fourth? Not sure. I'd say he's been around the four years. I think he's doing what, 2016-ish? Well, it's 2016, yeah, I think. Give or take, so it's, I'd say his time nearly up, and turns out you can't buy the Premier League. Well, the Champions League. Oh, that too. Mm-hmm. I hope they never win that bat. I hate City. Really? Hate them. I used to love watching them maybe about 10 years ago because they were only a new team and I was sick of United win the league. I was like, ah, oh, give the City it's something different. Like, no one cares about City. They haven't got, don't know any City fans. Like, if they win the league, like, it's literally like, all right, yeah. fair enough. So, but now, they're trying to make a rivalry with Liverpool and just like, just fuck off. No. Like, they are great matches. Like, they won uh, this season at Anfield. Quality match. Yeah. I love watching them play Liverpool, but I just hate when they beat us and I just hate the way they think they're like, Liverpool or United like, I hate the way they think they're a top English club and they're not they're literally like buying their way in the past few years giving them their 5-10 years and if you're still winning then and you win a few times a league then maybe you'll be considered in the likes of Liverpool Chelsea and United I think they're probably the third or fourth biggest team in England Liverpool Chelsea United are bigger Arsenal are probably debatable I know Arsenal if you're thinking about fan base then that's oh they the last <laughs> the last 100% last no question about that yeah fair <laughs> fucking holographic fans is dead well they were sold out you watch the bleeding semi-final Champions League match 10,000 empty seats oh they were sold out 
And he is fuck. Yeah. Well, that was actually, that, that's mental in fairness. Like, for the success the club is after getting, I'm really surprised they haven't generated a lot more new fans. You know, like the football hipsters. You have, but not in England. Really? They're all global, like in Asia, and definitely in America. The fan base abroad is starting to grow, but in England, it's not. But what I will say is the fans you have got in England are actually local fans. They're not actually... Yeah, I have... Actually, my uncle's from uh, Stockport. And he, like, he's he's a City fan, like him and his brothers would be. But, yeah, he's told me that. Like, a, a lot of... Most of the people in Manchester would be City fans. But... That's the thing with bigger clubs like Liverpool. Is have it, they have a connection with Asia and Ireland. So, obviously, they have deals put in place where, let's say, Cathy uh, Travel or Barry's Travel, whatever the fuck in Ireland yeah. to give them X amount of tickets every game because they know they have a big fan base over here City can't do that because all their fans are local which is it is a good thing on paper but if you want to become a bigger team and get more fans in I don't know how do you even go about that well that's the thing and that's one of the problems Newcastle are going to have to solve because Newcastle are a big are a huge club in their city they're big club, but like they don't really do anything. Do you know what I mean? And they don't have worldwide support. They wouldn't find someone over like the like. It'd be very rare that you're gonna walk through America and see someone with a Newcastle United jersey on, or you're walking through the back arts of Vietnam and you see that happen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, it, like, even in terms of being a global thing, like it, it takes a lot. It will. It'll take a long time, and that's where a lot of the sponsorship money's gonna have to come from. Yeah. It is from countries that are gonna like. That's why all of them do their pre-season tours. In the they've got to pre-season tours. The States and Asia, constantly. Yeah. Oh, Chelsea had the highest selling jersey a few years ago in the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because they do that. They go to, like, Africa, Asia. They're always going around the world. Try, like, I know every club, and most clubs are doing it now. Yeah. But I, I think they kind of pioneered it. And even at that, they had a lot of players coming in to the Premier League, even when there wasn't as many foreign players in the Premier League at the start. They were getting players in from abroad. So that would have been, like, you think about it. You look at a team and you see an Irish player and when you're younger you're like, oh, I like that team now. Steve Finn was Steve, one of mine. Steve Finn, there you go. Exactly, Shea Given for me. Like. Oh, so, like Shea Given. Exactly, right. So you look at it that way. So think about the small Ivorian kid that sees Didier Drogba on the ball for the first time. Do you know what I mean? He's like, oh my God, he's deadly. Or a Ghanaian kid that sees Essien. Do you know what I mean? Gee, what are my topics doing? Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, but you, you get me? Plus is Salah, Mane. Salah, Mane. There you go, exactly. Look like, what Newcastle did with Deba Ba and Papi Cissé. Yeah, Senegal. So, the way to fix it is buy players, international players, and go on pre-season tours as diverse as you can. Like, I know it's gonna be a lot of traveling, so maybe go to Asia, America. So you want to try break the market. So you want to focus on your grassroots at the start. Focus on your youth team. Focus on building the fundamentals of the team. Mm-hmm. Get to a decent level where you'll actually attract a bit of attention when you go on these tours, and then from there you can start getting a global fan base and a global audience and with that comes more money. I think another thing is about the likes of City and uh, Newcastle. History is a big part of it as well. Yeah. Because people want to come over. Like, when you, neutral fans go to Anfield or let's say Old Trafford and they want to see the museum. Do you want to see the stadium? Do you want to see what they won? Do you want to see the fucking League 1 division Liverpool won in fucking the 90s and 80s and yeah. the uh, Champions League on show in the stadium like do you want to go over that's why they attract international fans as well people come over not even to watch a match I think it's it's more so the history and more so the culture and the city itself Scouts people are like a culture they're not English they're Scouts yeah but that's the same as up north uh, north east I was going to say that as well. So that has, that's what they have gone through. Yeah. I'll give them credit for that as well. So what they need to do is, if they are thinking of getting a proper proper fan base and starting winning uh, leagues and Champions Leagues, buy a few African players, buy a few, even get an American player, look at Pulisic. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind. He's a baller. He's an absolute fantastic, he's a fantastic player to watch. He is. He's just so nice. It's on the ball. It's just, he's fantastic. I don't know why he looks Italian. He does. He does have that Italian look <laughs> often, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I know he's American, but when he plays, when he's playing football and he's trying to give instructions or he misses or whatever, I just can't picture an American accent. Though. No, you really can't. Imagine like, hey man, you're supposed to run after the ball. <laughs> it just doesn't suit him. Come on, man. Get your head on it. <laughs> Ugh. 
Another one as well, uh, Alfonso Davis, Canadian. Yeah, Canadian, yeah. Fantastic. Man, he's so fast. Like oh, his, his recovery pace is ridiculous. Bullet. Like, hell, you know, I feel bad for any right winger that has to play against him. Because you beat him. Fine, that's grand. I'm just going to, like, if you're Alfonso Davis, like, cool, beat me. I'm just going to take it off you anyway. <laughs> he's, he's fantastic. Yeah. He's absolutely fantastic. I think he's actually underrated. Genuinely. Why is he underrated? Why? I yeah. don't think he's talked about that often because he's not playing in the Premier League. He's in, in Bundesliga. So, to us, so, like, so how many people do you know in Ireland that watch the Bundesliga? Very few. Exactly. So, they wouldn't be seeing him on a week-to-week basis. They might see him in the Champions League, but that's only if they're tuning in for a Bayern Munich game. Do you mean he's underrated as in if people are making their best 11, he wouldn't be in it? Sort of yeah, a lot of people it almost like slipped their mind because they don't see him all the time. I get you. Well, I can't really place too many left-backs in the world ahead of him. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? And for such a young dude, like, fair play. Yeah. Do you know what annoys me about football matches? Obviously, Anfield's famous for his atmosphere and before the match, you have all the banners and the flags and all the cops always done up. Mm-hmm. See, over in Germany, the flags are out through the whole match. I know I'm fucking confused myself here. Liverpool are an international club. People come over to enjoy the match, enjoy the experience, blah, blah, blah. And when the ultra matches, you don't be fucking... Betting ahead with a flag. And they're not going to see the match because of the flag. Yeah. I can understand. I can see both sides of it. Why they're not there. But I also want them to be there. One, to create an atmosphere. And two, it just makes the stadium look a hell of a lot better. It does. And like, in fairness, you're the home team, the more intimidating an atmosphere you can have, the better. Yeah. Speaking of of home teams, just to segue this. What do you, you you sent me this on, but I never actually got a chance to ask you what you think of it. What do you make of the whole situation with Bowles and Rovers? That game. The ticket situation? Yeah. So do you want to explain to, you probably know a bit more about it than I would. Do you want to explain to the people at home, probably might not know, what what this was? So, Bowles played Rovers there in Talley. I think it was Monday night. And uh, it was the other day anyway. I don't know what the reason was behind Rovers side. But they didn't allow Bowers fans in the stadium. So there was no way for no, no way support. Yeah. I know they're restricted to 50%, but since crowds were allowed back in the stadium, Bowers have always given their allocation to the away team, no matter how much. Like, a League of Ireland team are not going to ask for fucking... A thousand, a thousand tickets. Yeah. Whatever the away fans, away team wants, Bowers have given them, whether that be the full uh, full Des Kelly stand or whether that be 50% of it. They've always given their allocation to the away fans. Look, I understand there's a rivalry there, all that shit, but they could at least give Bowers some. And I'm a Bowers fan, I'm also going to be a bit boys in this, but it's it's a Dublin derby, it's on the telly. I have Bowers fans there, Craven. I know. You want a bit of an atmosphere. Yeah. You want to. You, you want, want to have the place packed out. Like. Yeah, like a ball score. You don't want a fucking dead stay. You want a few fans there cheering them on. Like after promote our sport, it's all been a good being on telly. We want to show people that it's actually proper fans of both sides at the state in the stadium. So, balls really staying there the other night. It must be last night or the night before, and they said went into a bit of detail saying that they've had away fans that they're in daily mount blah blah blah, and then at the end they said. Well, due to Rovers not giving us tickets, when they come to play us in November, I think it's the last game of the season, I won the last game, so we would have won the league by then. Hopefully not. Um, that they're not going to get their location of tickets. And I love the pettiness of that. Yeah, no, honestly, I've, Oh, by saying that, I screenshot it and I sent it around like, fucking love the pettiness. Fuck Rovers. Fuck them. Mm. You want, like, I know I've seen a few Bowls fans saying that be the bigger team, give them a few. No, fuck them. Yeah, well, there's a rivalry there, fuck them. Yeah. If they don't want to give us tickets, fuck them. The painless. That's what it is, painless. And I love it. <laughs> fuck Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> there's a few people now that are actually from the north side that support Rovers, and it's. it's That's just a bit odd, isn't it? One or one reason, one of my mates gave me a good reason for sporting. I was like, right, fair enough, I'll give you that. Everyone else, just fuck off. It's just if they sports gels, it's like, why, but, right, fair enough, they're north side team, they're side balls, whatever. Yeah. Fair enough, but, Rovers, no. No, it's like sporting pats. 
I'm gonna go. Just throw that I'm gonna get a hide and walking down the road. Send us to Aaron Downey. Oh, come here. Yeah, definitely. I think we have a chance of playing Pats in the final. I think they're playing. I think they're just out of the draw. So semi-finals on Friday, we're playing Warford. I think Pats are just semi-finals. So if Pats and Bowes make to the final, give Aaron Downey a texter. Yeah, get me on to the game. <laughs> Do a little live stream. <laughs> Fan cam. Get Arden. Arden! If you hear us, Arden. Right. Arden! Do you have anything else you'd like to ask me, Arden? Um, well, we touched on League of Ireland there, so I wanted to just wrap up with just the last question. Oh. It's not really a question, it's more so... Is, is, it, is it worth investing in the League of Ireland? Is it worth someone taking them over? Not even taking them over, but is it worth trying to get them get the league more recognisable, get them competing in the Champions League. I'm not saying fucking go win them, but I'm saying getting teams in the group stages. Like, and I would like to fucking... Is it worth it is the question, is it? Do you yeah, mean like as in investment into the league as a whole or investment into one particular side? In the the league, league as a whole because do we have the fan base for it? I know people show up for Bowers and Rovers games, it's always sold out. If we had the amount full capacity, all stands open, it'd be sold out. Understand that, but for an ordinary match, fucking bows and bleeding Derry was at uh, a few weeks ago. Wasn't that many people? There was a good crowd at it, but the whole stadium's open, be fucking empty. Well, well, so I'm, is it worth getting an investment and getting teams in the group in the group stage Champions League consistently? Yeah, it is because if you put money, well, not maybe not the Champions League, but look at what was happening with the Europa League. Every time a team played Europa League from the League of Ireland, they probably got a bigger paycheck than the club had ever gotten. Do you know what I mean? And UEFA now with the Conference League, they want to basically spread out well through throughout the leagues. Yeah. Create a bit more competition. So at the minute, it probably wouldn't be the worst investment in the world. And people are going to be looking for things to do coming out of lockdown that they actually do and it's not really restricted. And in fairness... Yeah, the season's you, on during the... During the summer. Yeah. It's not like you're going to go out in the cold or in the piss and the rain. You're going to be sitting in a stand... Lovely summer night, a few drinks beforehand, a few drinks afterwards, go and do whatever you like. But I don't understand why it's not more ingrained in the culture other than the fact that the GAA is here and rugby. We're actually very good at rugby. But, like, you know, I just, I'd love to see. I'd love to see a bit of following, like a bit more following. I'd love to see, like, a few packed stadiums, even though they're only little League Two stadiums. I'd yeah. love to see a few packed out stadiums. So you can say but, the guy has more of a following when it comes to fans actually being in the stadium. It's kind of 50 50. Big games, obviously, all our fans going to attract the crowd, the corporates, blah, blah, blah. It's obviously, yeah. it's going to be solid, right? Tells people. But the likes of your parallel park games, why not? Yeah, like, the likes of fucking me playing Kildare, it'd be more, to be in around the same amount of people at that match than the would be than a League of Warriors match. So, I was at the European games in the Aviva, Bows and wherever they're playing, fucking Mad Team from being Latvian and all this shit. Yeah. Atmosphere was unreal. Yeah, it would it was be. cracking. So, can you imagine if they were playing fucking, I don't know, maybe it was an average scene in the Champions League, like, I don't know, Dynamo Kiev or fucking... Sheriff. Back, Sheriff, like, these teams are in the Champions League year in year out, but getting knocked out of the group stages, imagine playing them in the Aviva or going travelling abroad. Well, look at what they did already. Was it Pauk Salonica they played? Or was it Panathinaikos? It was some Greek side they played. Yeah, P, okay. Yeah, yeah, Pauk, right. So they were playing Pauk, and they beat Pauk at home. That was the game we were talking about, yeah? 2-1. Yeah. yeah. And the atmosphere at that, as you said, amazing. Pauk were in the Champions League in a group stage a few years ago. And they had international stars. They have the international players in the team, former Portuguese internationals. Like, there's nothing saying that the players can't do it. They just need the backing. And realistically, if you get fans in the stadium, you get more money, the players may actually end up staying in the league, the good players, if they can get the money to stay in the league. It's all about attracting that. And it's about attracting kind of the new generation to it. If you look at it, Ireland, Ireland hasn't really produced a good national team in a few years. No. So if we can sort a national team out, maybe the League of Ireland, there might be trickle-down fans. Rather than getting our best players, sell them abroad, do you actually want to stay at the at their club, be paid what they what deserve to be paid? That's why they leave, really, because... Fucking most, I think majority of teams are part time players. Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing, you're gonna be, you need another job at the same time. Like, I was talking to my sister's boyfriend before, and he'd said to me that he was offered, like, say, he, like, applied for, like, bows and, like, you know, like, 
when he was younger, like Bowles, Pats, like kind of passed around like the yeah. under twenty ones teams and Sporting Finger and a few other teams. You remember? I remember him saying to me, he was like if a lot of the lads that he played with in Leinster Senior afterwards after playing for the likes of League One teams, so they prefer to play in Leinster Senior because I know some players would get a few quid, but you're also not going here, there, and everywhere in the country, so you can hold down a normal job. Yeah. Where a lot of the players in the League of Ireland probably aren't getting huge money. Well, they're definitely not getting huge money. Oh. And some of them would have to hold down a job at the same time. If they went abroad. And, like, think about it. Imagine, <coughs> imagine you walk in, say, like, you work in the GPO, just for example, right? And you have to go play a game in fucking Derry City. Yeah. <laughs> on a Monday night. And then you're back from Derry and you're in work at, like, six in the morning. Yeah. That's, that's, how is that going to go for you? Yeah. In fairness, most games on a Friday, but, like, mine's going oh, for, course, like, yeah. From work, but that's that's to accommodate everyone yeah, that's in yeah, work yeah, during the week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that the fans, just the players. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Some of them have yeah. the nine to fives. <laughs> I love to see. Obviously, love to see the League of Ireland get back, and love to see like stadiums be like Tallis Stadium, like properly proper stadiums, all stands open. Love to see full crowds, but I, I think it'd be like it like Ga and Dublin. We have a big following, obviously, because we're so successful, but. For the likes of the Oborn matches, the league matches, Crop Arts not sold out. No, of course not. You're literally getting, I know it's, I sound stupid, but you're literally going to get about 20,000 maybe at league. I know it's a lot of people, but compared to the size of Crow Park, it looks empty. So it's not worth a while giving them their own stadium or blah, blah. No, of course not. Cause That's what I'm saying of... with the League of Ireland. If they were to get investment, would it attract the fans to come or would it be wasting investors' time? Will will the fans come if there's money there? And if so, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> His money grabbing bastards. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know what it is? I think like not money, but more so the success. If there's a little bit of success in the league, like if you start to see teams that are actually genuinely making to European games, you start to see the facilities get better and more money in terms of that way you get pumped into the league. That might attract investors, but it will attract fans because if you can get behind the team, you're going to see winning possibly or could possibly come up with like. If you think about it, say you get into the Conference League, you're going to come up against, so you have the chance of coming up against someone from like the Italian League, the English League, the Bundesliga, that'll be like like sixth or seventh. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're still probably going to get a decent team that's going to be in that division. And think of the money, say Spurs come over, or Everton, they come over, or Leicester, they play against Bowles in Daily Mount, Daily Mount sold out, or actually in the Aviva, the Aviva sold out. How much money do Bowles then take in for that? You know what I mean? It's all about getting to a certain level and then realistically the like the success will keep itself going then. It's, well, that's that's the hope, it's like, really. It's like, of, uh, it's like Rovers and Dundalk. The success was there for them. They made, was it Dundalk that played fucking Arsenal in the Europa League there yeah. years ago? Yeah, <laughs> and then Rovers played Spurs. Yeah. Harry, Kane, Harry Kane scored his first ever goal against uh, Shadow Rovers, I believe. Yeah. Oh, God. It's already got his debut. No, Ronaldo did, didn't he? Ronaldo got his Real Madrid. Uh, debut yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll say it's another topic from another day, top of the League of Ireland. I think we're gone long enough talking about football. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're probably over an hour talking about football. We've covered mainly about Newcastle, which is something that we want to go off at. Well, you yeah. want to go off at, yes. That's it. Yeah. I wanted to get more excitement out there, you know? Because <laughs> I am genuinely, absolutely buzzing for the pure fact that we are now... The richest club in the world, and we're so rich that we are richer than the next ten richest clubs in the world combined, which is just fan fucking fantastic. Yeah, and we're definitely not owned by the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I'd say uh, we try to go to a match next year or this season. Oh yeah, go to a match, go to House of Smith afterwards, bit of Bijou, good buzz. Sounds good to me. The ad session gone, Jordy. Yeah, that's it. The ad session tour. <laughs> If you'd like to fund the after session tour, we'll be accepting donations. <laughs> we can get a uh, t-shirt made like in uh, the in-betweeners. Patrol. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not. No. Can't leave the mob in front of the No, it's not what we do. We just go around dressed as sheiks. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Uh, you get free in. <laughs> Apparently, Newcastle saying uh, the fans stop dressing up at uh, St. James Park now. What they want the fans to stop dressing up. Yeah, stop people coming in. Like some fella came in with a like a blow cannon on him and a towel on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the match of the weekend just gone. Oh my god. 
Somebody wants fast stuff. I love Michael Butler. <laughs> so much right now. Uh, and on that positive note, the fact that you love your club so much, we're going to end this episode here. It's a bit different um, to talk about football, but it's something we're passionate about, something we want to talk about. So, you know what? If you don't like it, fuck it. It's our podcast. Thanks. <laughs> and Aaron, I really hope I did answer your questions because I know I do tend to go on a tangent. So. Yeah. I kind of like doing a podcast just two of us. That's nice, isn't it? Just the two Mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> leave us your feedback anyway in the comments guys please please because we can only get better with your help and as well as that as we said at the start if you've already forgotten to do so and hopefully if you're still listening at this stage please make sure that you like share and subscribe if people are still listening at this stage comment the word Newcastle and you never know you might be a price yeah might no no That's it. For what we an hour and a bit in, an hour in, probably just edit down about an hour, so not too bad. People are still listening, drop a comment on YouTube saying Newcastle, and at least we know they made it this far and they're not just cheating, they got skipping through. And if you're on Spotify, there's a new feature, as I said, to start that you can leave a comment. I'm actually going to leave a thing in the, in the description for people to comment Newcastle that as well. So if you want to comment toward Newcastle, head over to our YouTube page, I want you over there, subscribe. If you're on Spotify, check the link in the description. There will be a little poll there. Just come to word the word Newcastle. Yeah, I'm with that. From Dagestan <laughs> to Mecca, all the way to the northeast. And we will see you later. <laughs> Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> and <did we> <laughs>